Three, two, one, and we're back. This is our Sunday podcast. So as we do on every Sunday, we need to give out our Surgeon General's warning. This is actually required by the federal government that before listening to Tim and Julie's Sunday podcast, you understand this is not the normal podcast. No, it is not. We're allowed to talk about whatever we want to talk about, even if it's frankly bizarre and leaves all of you thinking that we need some sort of you know mental help. But it doesn't matter. Sunday is supposed <laughs> to be fun. That's right. Sunday is supposed to be about reflection and anticipation. And that's what today's show is going to be. Um, before we get to some of the things that Julie and I have set aside to share with you guys today, I want to welcome back my lovely co-host yes. and wife of nearly 30 years. Thank you. It's always great to share the podcast with you, especially on this Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. And just a shout out to all of our great listeners. We're especially grateful for all of you, as well as, of course, our coaching clients and our family and everyone. So hopefully you guys are in a similar place this weekend, maybe taking a little bit of a breath after the big turkey show. <laughs> That's right. And uh, Julie, yeah. this is your opportunity. This is the Real Estate Confessional. I want you to explain to the listeners I yes. want you to confess about your, your CE problem that you had, that <laughs> yeah. you procrastinated well, for let, two let, years. Let and, this be a lesson to all of as you. As to why you weren't on the podcast the previous week. Yeah, because I was slugging away in uh, not 100, not 200, but nearly 300 hours of continuing ed or qualifying education, as some of you call it. So yeah, don't be like me and procrastinate. I, I am glad that it's over with. And I, you know, part of it was when I signed up for all of the different things, because you get to choose some of them, some other ones are required. I had the brilliant idea. Well, you know what? I'll do some things that maybe, you know, I need to brush up on and, and maybe aren't in my normal wheelhouse, like commercial real estate. Well, that was a big bunch of, I think I had to pit, uh, do 300 pages and 12 quizzes. I don't know. So you guys, but now might, that I'm on the other side of it, I'm glad I did it. You guys might hear me flipping through our book, Harris Rules, right now, and I'm trying to find out which chapter in our book is about not procrastinating. I, I tore that one out. Oh, you did? Actually, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> which one is it? I'm a doer. I do things now. I get things done. Oh, that's, that's right. Somewhere. It is in here. Unless we're talking about me, of course. I see it. Right. Exactly. That was the funny part. I know. Ironic. But it now is. that now it's over with. It's so especially ironic okay. considering you wrote 90% of this book. I know. I know. Which, so. by the way, the book is continues to be a um, you know a international bestseller. The book started, when did we release that? June of 2019, right? Right. Right. So um, thank you for all of you who continue to support the book. We really appreciate it. It's available at Barnes & Noble. It's available at Amazon. It's available. We've seen it for sale everywhere. Um, you know, airports and whatnot, for those of you who are actually, uh, you know, traveling. <laughs> so go and get the book. It's, it is festive green. It is dark green with a lovely uh, golden, I would say, font mm -hmm. color on the, on the cover of the book. But it's called Harris Rules. There's over 400 five-star reviews. And those of you guys who have purchased the book and have given us such great reviews, really sincerely appreciate it. And yes, it is available on Audible. Um, and uh, yeah, so those of you like, frankly, Julie and I, who listen to books as opposed to reading them, go and grab your copy of Harris Rules. Harris Rules really is, well, I mean, without me ramping up and you know rambling about it, I'll just read you the cover of it. A real estate agent's practical, no BS, step-by-step -step guide to becoming rich and free. And that's truly what it is. Um, this is not a self-published book. This is not a giveaway book. This is a book book. So if you want to get it, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. Um, and again, for all of you, the thousands, tens of thousands of you who have participated, who have read, who have purchased, who have shared the book with others, we sincerely appreciate it. So, Julie. Yes. Today is Sunday. Mm -hmm. What are you, what are you uh, reflecting upon? It's been a nice kind of slower week for us, which I really sincerely <laughs> appreciated and enjoyed. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I'm excited for next week, especially our premier coaching calls, because mm -hmm. this is one of my favorite times of year, particularly for so many of them. 
that have had just an incredibly abundant year, even in pandemic times. It's just amazing. So one of the things that we're making sure that they're tuned into, and I think this ties into you know, Thanksgiving and gratitude and the Christmas season and holiday season giving is what are you, you know, there's a couple of things. What are you doing for your past client center of influence? You know, whether those are pop buys or drive through presents, there's lots of different versions of what they're doing. The wrapping paper project we'll talk about in premiere this week. Uh, and all these things, by the way, do create business for them, not to mention make them feel warm and fuzzy and giving back. Uh, but also one of my favorite fun things is to do the secret Santa shopper, like, you know, to find out um, how you can be giving. So that's so, an exciting week for us. And it kind of uh, brings them around to gratitude and getting ready for next year. It's a good kind of mindset week, I think. So there's a lot of, you know, there's really agents fall into three categories. You know, not just agents, really business owners in general, People. right? Mm-hmm. So this year was either a down year, you know, maybe it was not what you expected at all. Uh, this year was sort of on target with what your expectations were and your goals. And if you're in real estate, frankly, you probably had your best year ever, or at least your best year in a long time. It was fascinating as all the uh, you know the big real estate brands like EXP and Caldwell and all these other companies came out and started talking about their third quarter earnings. And of course, they you know were well beyond expectations in terms of uh, the amount of revenues these companies were making, simply for the fact that guess what, people were buying real estate. And we're going to be doing a podcast um, the next, it'll be in December for sure, where we're going to talk about essentially the 10 biggest mega trends that no one's really uh, anticipating or talking about. And there's some things that are absolutely remarkable they're going to be uh, affecting. Now, look, you can say positively or negatively. We're not going to judge. We're just going to tell you basically what we think is going to happen. You can call these real estate predictions, but truly what these are is beyond a real estate prediction. Um, but what's going to be affecting not just real estate markets, but essentially consumer behavior on a whole. So you better write that down, Julie. That's a really yes. good topic before mm-hmm. we forget here. Yep. <laughs> you can use that one. Yeah. And so uh, I'll tell you one of the things I've been reading a lot about because I'm just so geeked up about this. And then we're going to talk about what we're going to be sharing with you guys for the next 30 days on this podcast. Uh, Julie's spent a lot of time on the content, and I'm really, uh, frankly, I think it's fantastic. And I'll tell you the punchline is we're going to be going through the real estate treasure map with all of you. And the real estate treasure map is our fill-in-the-blank business plan that we give away, and we're going to tell you how to, how to get that in a second. But for the most part, uh, what we're going to be talking with all of you, uh, uh, again, for this coming week and for the rest of this year, is going to be getting your 2021 mindset and business plan, personal and business plan, completely and totally knocked out. So if you've been looking for direction, if you've been making, it, maybe you think you have direction, but you want to just refine your direction, you want to get your coordinates into what your desired designation is to be a little bit more accurate, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be giving you military-grade uh, GPS so you can actually signal in on exactly where you want to be 12 months from now. That's right. And very personalized. So that's why we kind of start you guys out with a little bit of mindset stuff, get your head straight so that you can drill down. This is going to be extremely personalized to you. That's right. So I'll tell you, Julie, there's some things I've been reading about a lot during this this last week. Because this last week, you and I basically took the week off, which is something weird for us. It is weird. And we actually did a pretty decent job. (laughs) I know, which is also weird. We did a decent job of not working. Yeah, shocking. We're we're, We're terrible at that. You know, before I tell them a couple of things I was reading about that I find mm-hmm. to be nerdly interesting, which mm-hmm. is really what it is, I it is fascinating as I didn't really do anything work-wise. We didn't do a podcast this past week. We took, you know, we really did take some dedicated time off. Yeah. As you said, we we were, we were working on our, what, what do you call it, our resorting. Yes. <laughs> Since we, <laughs> we lived stopped resort. failing resort. <laughs> we stopped, we, we, were, we practiced our resorting this week. We live in Dorado. Uh, Puerto Rico at a resort. So that's the, re- and we normally just basically work too many hours. But it is fascinating 
as I was giving myself some downtime this week, mm-hmm. I feel the anticipation, but also the normal end of your nervousness that I used to feel when we sold real estate. Oh, yeah. It's still, I mean, that's deep-seated. That's what I'm saying. It's so yeah. weird that I can't get that out of my even system. Even though it's 81 degrees outside, it still kind of sticks well, with Well, it's you. not even weather-related with me. It's just basically the normal fears that you always have at the end of one thing, at the start of another, you know, mm-hmm. year, calendar, doesn't matter, um, learning experience. It's just the normal, can I do it type Well, thing. can I do it again? Right. I know. Uh, and and that, that's that's a very strong feeling. I see it with our uh, very experienced agents who have had just an amazing year. I also see it with agents who maybe this is actually their first year ever that they can reflect and say, Mm -hmm. God, I really killed it, you know, and then they look at next year and they go, oh, (laughs) exactly. can I do it again? But isn't it interesting? It is. It must be something, again, I've really been spending, uh, two weeks ago, I spent a lot of time on the podcast, a lot of great feedback about it, Mm -hmm. where I was sort of talking about all these things that are uh, deeply rooted in our brains that we're sort of told we're not supposed to be experiencing. For example, negative thoughts. Like so much has been written and said mm. and talked about and preached about. So many gurus and mindset coaches and all these you know woo-woo people you know, just tell you constantly negative thoughts are a bad thing. You shouldn't have them. And here's your 15-step system to get rid of negative thoughts. And all these other types of things that essentially are innate with all of us. It's, it's mm-hmm. built into our software. We're all designed essentially. Like for example... The other thing I talked about on the podcast two weeks ago was, um, you know, essentially uh, negative, I said negative thoughts, but also mm-hmm. like w- what triggers the negative thinking? Bad news, for example. People are addicted to bad news, but what's what point, why is it that we want bad news? Why is it that we have negative thoughts? Like nobody thinks about that. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, go down a rabbit hole with, uh, with regards to thinking about why people don't think about something or do think about something. But here's the conclusion I came to. Um, is that negative thoughts must be part of all of our software and it must be part of the survival code, right? Mm-hmm. So the survival code that was interwoven into all of our original iOS you know, operating systems way back, you know, back when we were uh, basically primal man and primal woman, right? Back in those, it, it, essentially homo sapiens were essentially, uh, it turns out, competing with a lot of other bipeds at the time who were all kind of you know, competing to see what, what the dominant um, you know, species was going to be. We're, it's been concluded that we are on the planet at the same time. We weren't just, it wasn't just homo sapiens or humans in their modern form and no other you know, bipeds. There were, we are competing against all kinds of different uh, forms of man. Yeah, it was um, quite literally survival of the fittest. And it was. And it, and it wasn't. And the, 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 essentially, those, uh, when you do the 23andMe thing, you'll see that they have this uh, test for Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. And it's because the Neanderthals and modern men, or the, what became modern men, they interbred. And so literally, you have differing levels of uh, you know, Neanderthal DNA in you. Well, all the other previous forms of uh, you know, humans, if you want to call them humans, they essentially weren't able to be competitive and they died out. But the one dominant species that essentially won was ours. And essentially the other uh, species were killed off in essence, you know, or they ran out of areas to uh, graze and raise families and hunt and all the rest of it. But, you know, it's fascinating as I think about, okay, well, why is it that people have negative thoughts? Why is it people that seek out negative news? And the obvious answer is, is because it is innate into how all of us are wired to think. 
In other words, if mm-hmm. this is an example I gave a couple of weeks ago, and I think it really makes the point. If you're like right now, we're told in this world that we're supposed to always be looking for positive news. And, and I get it, right? You don't want to fill your mind with negative crap because you won't leave any room for positive stuff, right? But the reality of it is that the negative stuff actually is designed, seeking of it is designed to prevent you from um, being uh, surprised by something that might be life-threatening. So th- here's the visual for you. You're walking on this nice path and I don't know, where would it be, Julie? It could be in our jungle here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> here in Puerto Rico. Well, um, so you're walking on this nice path and um, you know, you're there with your, your, your uh, animal skin loincloth and your spear and you have a long beard, uh, you know, whatever it is. You get the point? It looks like something out of a historic society, uh, you know, National Geographic video. You guys get the point. And you're walking through and you come and, and out of the forest walks somebody else similar to you, non-threatening. You sort of recognize them. You Maybe they're part of the same tribe as you or whatever. And you're about to enter into the forest that they're leaving and you ask them, you know, you don't want to just sit around and talk about the you know, the pretty flowers and the perfect temperature and the, the bison meat or whatever the hell they ate the previous night. You want to know what's lurking in that forest that you might be, uh, you know, need to be prepared to experience. So in other words, your mind goes right to survival things and you're looking for that negative news. You know, I know that's maybe a, a little bit of an odd example of why we seek out negative information, but that's absolutely the reason why. Because the negative information keeps you alive. The positive information yeah, doesn't. It's like you're recreating the, the mastodon chase, right? right? And sub, very subconsciously and very innate and probably gives you a little bit well, of an adrenaline rush because you're, you know, experiencing that. Well, think about when you're learning how to be a fighter pilot, right? When you're learning how to be a fighter pilot and they're putting you through all the sims, you're not just sitting in the sim and flying in a beautiful sunny day. Right. You're basically the whole point of the training in the sim is essentially worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So they're going to throw you all throw at all kinds of you know crazy ass you know maybe happen one in a billion flight type scenarios just to see how you react to see if you can get better. I mean that's essentially the same kind of conceptually what I'm trying to express to you. You want to prepare for the worst case scenario. That's how you basically survive. And so the same goes with you know negative news in general, negative thoughts. Okay, there's an interesting thought. You know right? And why is it that we have negative thoughts. It has to be part of the same original software. Negative thinking again, if you wake up in the morning and you're just full of, I mean, here's the irony of it. In our modern lives, obviously the negative thinking can work against you, but understand that the negative thinking, the thoughts that maybe cause you to be overly cautious or overly careful and, and maybe overly skeptical in some cases, if you let those go too far, then it basically causes consternation and procrastination. You don't go anywhere. But see, that's the whole point is you're always going to have thoughts like that. It's right. pre-programmed into you and mostly for your own good. That's right. You just have to learn how to monitor not to let it go too far, not to go down right. that rabbit hole, right? To feel those things and not get all wound up in, in the elimination of all negative thought because that actually can hurt you as well, just right. in a different way. It does because if you can't get rid of all your negative thought, and my point I'm trying to make here is that you can't, cannot it is impossible even monks don't get rid of all their negative thought you're always going to have negative thought because it must be innate into the way we were designed to all, the way our brains have evolved so there's an interesting thought for all of you and we i talked about this with a lot of detail and a whole bunch of other points two weeks ago on the podcast so you guys might want to go back and listen to those shows uh, but you know really as i was going through that exercise it was a little bit cathartic for me mm-hmm. because it, it is fascinating like you and i have spent literally hundreds of thousands of hours on coaching calls 
Not even to mention what all of our coaches have done. Not even to mention all the different forms of media sure. where we've been, you know. And the reason that you and I have a tendency to steer away from the overt mindset stuff is because the mindset stuff just keeps you in place. It doesn't yeah. actually move you along. And you can convince yourself that there's something really wrong with you. Right. If you spend too much time on that and maybe, you know, I, it reminds me of like drug commercials, right? Where you listen to it and you're like, God, I didn't know you could get that. Maybe <laughs> I've got that, right? So I, I think that it's taken with a grain of salt. And of course, you've got to keep your head straight with things. But yeah, really monitor how you're handling that. And so um, we're going to talk um, next week about a topic that Julie and I, or Julie wrote actually. But before I tell you what that topic is, here's the punchline to the whole negative thinking thing. You cannot control the first negative thought, but you can learn to control how you react to it. And when you learn to control how you react to it, then you actually have uh, more of control of essentially your emotional state. But do understand that you can uh, learn this and everything else while you're in action. And just to essentially uh, be spending a lot of time worrying about your mindset, reading about mindset, doing all the normal things a lot of people have just come to expect, well, this is the time of year when I'm going to focus on what my big thoughts are, discover my big why. So guys, I want you to really think about in your lives or the lives of other people you've studied before, the thing that you remember them for, the accomplishments that they uh, that they're uh, known for, they didn't come from their planning and their plotting. They came from their doing. So if you really want to put your mindset in a great place starting in, uh, into the year, have action be your dominant thought, not thought being your dominant action. And that's really incredibly important because if you if you even take the wrong action, but in the right direction, you're going to win. But if you just basically think about what actions you're going to take and you never actually do anything, i.e. work on your mindset, you're going to be right where you started the year. So as you kind of round the bend on this year, um, and all of us, oh my gosh, do all of us need a break. <laughs> I mean, yeah. holy crap, this year was crazy. Very, very strange. I don't yes. even want to make a list of all the bizarre things. But I want to tell them a little bit of some yeah. cool things. Sorry, okay. going back to what I was just rambling yep. about. I have to say, this this new technology that's coming out called Apple Glass, mm -hmm. that is going to be, I think, more far-reaching as far as the um, way it changes society. And I'll describe to them what they are, what Apple Glass is. We've been writing about it on our um, our um, main site, timandjulieharris.com. If you guys have not gone there, we update that with probably, I don't know, five to ten new news stories a day. We have a small staff writers, a team of writers that are constantly churning out content. It's great stuff, but we write about things that aren't just real estate related, sort of business entrepreneurial related. So uh, Apple Glass, what they are, now hear me out listeners, is their glasses. Now you don't have to have a prescription. They can just be glasses that you wear, which by the way, is not a bad idea to wear glasses all the time because you know it does protect something called your eyes. Kind of <laughs> so, important. Yeah, kind of important. So having glasses is actually a good idea. But look, the fact is, is that these Apple Glass, it's just called Apple Glass, it's not even plural, um, is going to essentially be the new interface that you're going to have similar to the interface on your uh, iPhone. So if you can imagine, now I know when you, and I just, when I say that, like when I originally read that, I thought, oh my gosh, like I want to be looking for through glasses, which I do wear most of the day. And I just want to be seeing a bunch of freaking icons that, you know, one's trying to get me to click here, click there, click the other there. No, it doesn't work like that. Basically the icons are, you can call them up. So you don't have to essentially be looking through your Apple Glass and then essentially be seeing all these competing little, you know, brightly colored icons trying to get you to and, uh, trigger them basically. You're in control, yeah. But what the cool thing about the glasses themselves is that, so Google came out with glasses that looked like something from, 
I don't know, something from a bad Star Trek, frankly. They were yeah. terrible looking. I mean, they were cool looking, but no one's going to wear them, you know? Too AI, too, just too bizarre to, to normalize. Yeah, super geek glasses yeah. is what they were. So these new ones that Apple Glass is coming out with, or Apple's coming out with, is they're teaming up with um, eyeglass frame uh, fashion designers, and they've made these glasses that when you look at them, look exact. Now, there's only little prototypes and leaks and pictures that have come out, but they look exactly like normal glasses, but they have have built in around them freaking cameras and you again you have to really really look at the frames to see the cameras and these things don't weigh a lot you know i don't again i haven't seen or felt them obviously but just from the people that have gotten uh, hands on them they said they don't weigh a lot they you can't overtly tell that they're um you know apple glass but here's the, the all the cool things you can use them for and i want you to imagine this so you're walking down the street. Now, some of this stuff on the surface doesn't sound that like remarkable, but I want you to actually consider what you could do with this information. So you're walking down the street um, and you're you're lost. So it's going to have, I forget what the radar, LIDAR. So mm. these glasses have LIDAR built into them. So when you're walking, again, down the street, I know I said that a third time, sorry, you can basically raise your hand, either hand, both hands, and then you can wait. You can basically do a hand motion, and that's what wakes the glasses up. And then what happens is basically now I want you to imagine you're walking down the street. Again, you're going to look a little bit touched when <laughs> when, when this. Until we all get used to seeing. This until things. we get yeah. Until people start like getting used to seeing people do this. But you're going to put your hand in front. I'm actually doing this to try to demonstrate it to Julie because mm-hmm. she is, I haven't told her about this. So you're going to put your hand in front of your. You're going to wave. You're going to wake the glasses up. So they're just going to become normal passive glasses. You wave, then you wake them up, and then with your hand in front of your face, it's go, you're going to be able to tell what icon you want to click. So if you decide you're walking down the street and you want to basically start recording what you're doing, you can wave, wake the glasses up, and then an icon will appear in the lens, um, but your finger, your hand outside in front of your face. Like, how do I describe what I'm doing right now? I don't know how to describe it. It's yeah, too you're crazy. Doing, no, you're doing a good Am job. I do, okay. Yeah. I don't want, you're not touching the no, lens. No, okay? somehow it, it's, it's sensing what your hand gesture is. Right. And you're touching the icon, you're turning right. it on and off, you're telling it what you want to do. Right. The point being, I think, that you're not inundated all the time with all these different no. signals. And you're not having to look, your eyeball's not looking at the actual glass. You have to look through the glass. Yeah. And I I kind of imagine... They can't see it. The yeah. people from the outside they can't, can't see, see what, what you're, you're seeing either. So, so, so you can basically go... When you're walking down the street, let's say you want to decide you want to record what you're seeing. You you do a hand gesture in front of your glasses. Maybe you have your five or six favorite uh, options appear, and then you just literally in front of it, out into the air in front of you, you click on the one that's on the far left, and then you start recording. And then the glasses will start recording what you're seeing. And then you could start basically opposed to hold on, I want to take a picture. Hold on, Zoe, don't run so fast, or you know, I want to save this moment. You can actually pull out your glasses, or pull, you can essentially wake. Your your glasses up and then you can choose a uh you know whatever icon is going to then trigger the camera now here's the other thing i saw now i did mm-hmm. see this demonstrated this was badass mm-hmm. okay now think about this um completely interactive nav so you're going to basically mm-hmm. be able to trigger nav did i tell you this Mm-mm. okay so you're going to trigger nav in in your glasses mm-hmm. while now again we're going to stick with the walking thing right right because you and i get lost all the time we go to different city all the time yeah. yeah, we were down in Puerto Rico walking in circles just the other day in San Juan. So you're so you're walking on the street and you activate your glasses. Mm-hmm. Now, normally when you're looking at a map, it shows a topographical map or it shows mm-hmm. a 3D map. Sure. But now it's actually going to appear in your 
uh, view through your lenses Mm -hmm. where it's going to show you the arrow going around the corner telling you to turn. That's got to be better. Yeah. I mean, so you're going to be wearing your glasses. You're going to be walking down the street. The thing's going to then basically tell you essentially where to turn here, where to turn there. The thing's going to monitor, the glasses are going to monitor what's going on around you, Mm -hmm. right? So if, you know, basically you're going to be constantly, it'll know where you are. It'll know essentially if you get lost, how to unlost you, you know, and all the rest of it. So what is that and how does this pertain to say, for example, sales or real estate? Think of all the different ways you can do it. All right, here, here's where my mind mm-hmm. went. I, you and I have done a crap ton of Zooms. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what we've basically been doing nonstop mm-hmm. this whole year. Zoom, yeah. zoom, 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 zoom. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do we make it? How does this technology integrate with Zooms and with video conferencing? See, that I haven't quite figured out yet. Well, I, I mean, I imagine since I'm in the coaching world a lot, I imagine like, let's say that you're a coaching client and you were talking on the phone with somebody and you turned your glasses on so I, as your coach, could hear and see what you were going through. Or maybe like while you're actually making a prospecting exactly. call. Exactly. And listen maybe I could, you know, send you a little oh, script you know what? or something. You're actually saying something I forgot mm-hmm. to mention. So the Google, or I keep on saying Google, slap me every time I say that. Apple. Apple Glass is also going to have a earbud integration so that you can, as Julie just said, you can be in a situation where you're wearing your glasses um, and you're maybe in a listing presentation. Julie is watching you, is seeing what you're seeing through your glasses, right? So she's sitting at her, she's wearing her Apple glasses. She's up and, you know, she and I are walking around the Louvre with Zoe in Paris and you had call in a panic. I have a last minute listing appointment. I need help. Julie's going to sit aside a, on a bench inside the museum because she's such a great coach. Personally, I wouldn't have taken your call. And she's gonna, and she's going to sit there and she's going. You're going to activate your uh, Apple Glass and she's going to give. Uh, you're going to be giving your live listing presentation. And you didn't remember all your scripts or whatever. And she's going to tell you what to say and how to say it. The seller's going to say something to you and Julie's going to tell you in your ear uh, how to overcome the objection. I know, you know what I, my mind went to, just speaking of survival of the fittest, is I would love to have one of my native Spanish speaking friends like with me when I have to go okay. do something I, I'm still... and instant translate and see what I'm going through and say, no, you need to do this or go to that office or say this. I got you covered. All right. So you know on the I mean? new, on, I got you covered yeah. on the new iPhone 12s. Mm-hmm. There is, if you've not, if you guys have, have those iPhone 12s, Julie and I both got the new ones. They have a app on the phone that comes mm-hmm. preloaded mm-hmm. where you can put in a whole phrase or a word, and you can translate it from English to any language in the world. And it can be done through spoken language. So if you're walking around on the streets of Paris, Mm -hmm. and we don't know very much French, and we want to ask for something, you just say it into the phone, and it translates. But you can also then do the same using the same apps for your uh, Apple Glass. That's going to be awesome. Which is the reason that supposedly they loaded the new operating system with that's going to be using the same um, iOS, which is called Big Sur, on Apple Glass. think about how much that opens up the world to everybody. I know. It's awesome. I know. Now, think about if you're going like, I mean, just like keep running with this. So you understand how it could work on a hypothetically on like a listing presentation. But what about like on a virtual, like you are going to see a house, your buyer's not local, you want to go and walk through the house. You can go then walk through the house with that. Uh, you know, th- you could do the same thing now Tons with your things, yeah. with your with your iPhone, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. It's not the same experience. No, you could literally walk through with them. Right. right? They can see what you're seeing through right. your glasses, and and different than. I mean, I think things like Matterport and stuff like that is awesome. But if you were like with me at walking through to see something, maybe you're relocating, whatever the situation is. Maybe you're freaked out by COVID, but you don't want to be in the house. And I'm walking through. You can say, "Oh, that looks interesting. Show me more about the." 
you know, whatever you see in that room or show me more of the backyard view. And then I can stop because now I know that that's something that's really important to you and maybe scan it and now you're super comfortable. You know, I, I think it could potentially speed up the process of, of transactions, of decision-making, everything. So obviously you can use your iPhone and just videotape the whole thing. Sure. But there is a degree or three or four degrees of separation between um, what that technological experience is versus what we're describing. Because what you're just, when you're looking through somebody videotaping on their iPhone or whatever, right, it's not quite the same. And you said Matterport, very cool technology Super for cool. sure. Mm-hmm. But it's still not the same thing. No. I mean, you know, when you and I are buying real estate rentals and whatever, and there happens to be a, Matter- a Matterport for it, it doesn't really, in my opinion, it's a nice uh, seller. It's nice, but it's not that personalized. There's something missing. And you're also looking at what somebody else was focused on. Like I've seen some of them that don't come out that great. And you're like, why did you even film that it, room? It, it, well, again, the technology is limiting. So yeah. if let's say a 10 is actually being there and having the experience mm-hmm. and say a one is basically you're just like reading a description, maybe a textual description. Sure. So the Matterport realistically is like a five or a six. Yeah. I will will the technology ever get to a 10? I think it will. And that's the mm-hmm. other thing I want to talk to you mm-hmm. about, which is really cool. All right, so um, you guys, this is the second thing I was been reading about a lot because again, I'm always trying to envision how this is going to evolve and how it's going to make uh, real estate and you know, frankly, business professionals, salespeople in, uh, in particular, more efficient. All right, so ready for this next mm-hmm. one? All right, so as you know, Santa may or may not be bringing uh, Zoe an Oculus. Yes, may okay. or may not be. Depending may or may on not how be, depending on how good she is for the next thirty days. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, um, but I was studying the Oculus because I wanted to make sure we weren't walking into some sort of, I mean, it is owned by Facebook, so God knows what you're going to, you know, what the hidden agenda might be, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to look to see what the different kids' games were, and I mean, you know, she's going to love it. So the, uh, oh, it did show up, did I tell you? No. Yeah, Oh yeah. we've got it stashed. It's right here. It's in our office closet, yeah. So, um, but here's what's really cool. Mm -hmm. There is going to be, coming out within maybe 12 months, and they already have these, but they're just not very uh, commercially available yet. Complete haptic uh, bodysuits. <laughs> okay. Crazy. Complete haptic bodysuits. And yeah. so um, there is a business in Southern California, which mm-hmm. I understand, uh, where you can go in and you can put on a complete haptic bodysuit. And mm-hmm. then they put on essentially a whole Oculus sort of 3D, mm-hmm. you know, uh, headgear, uh-huh. where essentially it's not just sitting in a chair or not just sort of dancing around like where you're only your eyes and your ears are having the mm-hmm. experience, but your entire body will have That's the experience. That's going to be freaky. So by haptic, what that means, guys, is like when you touch your phone and there's and the phone vibrates or you sometimes... A little click or something. Well, it's a little vibration, right? Mm-hmm. And you can feel in your... That's haptic, right? Haptic feedback. So there's they have technology in the Southern California businesses, for, uh, for example, where you can go in there with your family and you guys can all be part of some sort of, you know horde of warriors that are hunting dragons or whatever. And so you put on these whole haptic outfits with the 3D headgear. I heard about this on Joe Rogan, by the way. Mm. And then you go in there as a family unit. You see each other in your, uh, you know, in your VR glasses and you hear each other because, you know, you it, the, there's mics that are integrated in there. So you're literally in this virtual world with your avatar and you're fighting these dragons and you're feeling it's like if so something hits you, if the dragon throws a rock at you and it hits you in your leg, the haptic feedback on the uh, bodysuit makes it so you feel like you're getting pressure on your leg. It's like crazy simulation stuff. It's the next yeah. level. And I yeah. think I think about, okay, well, if that's badass, right? Yeah. Consumers are just going to love that. So where – so like – I mean my mind's going crazy. But imagine like 
how that's going to take driving simulations. I'm a big mm-hmm. car nerd, right? How that's going to take driving simulations to sure. the next level. So, you know, the most expensive VR driver simulation, it's, just, it's not the same because you don't feel the G-forces. Mm-hmm. You don't feel the pressure on your body. Well, all kinds of different training situations. I mean, think about aircraft and, yeah, exactly. you know, even boats and cars and the whole nine. So I think that's really fascinating. And I think that that may uh, morph into more experiences like what Joe Rogan was talking about, you know, with the whole, you know, gaming, essentially. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine if you could outfit your dogs to go hunting with you or, you know, like how your mom would do with that. You imagine, uh, Maximus with a haptic or we have this extra large French bulldog. You imagine him in a haptic suit. <laughs> I'd put him in like a rhino suit. He'd oh, have just the best time. Speaking of which, Julie has a celebrity alert. She has a very interesting experience on the beach the other day. Remember Sunday podcast. Yes. We're allowed to talk wherever the hell we want to talk about. That's right. Oh, you know, we haven't talked yeah. about what we're talking about next week yet. We should do that. Okay. We'll do that in a second after yeah. you talk about your big celebrity reveal. Well, yes. Happened Dude, don't just get to it. Tell us, make it a story. So Max, I take Max on a, a walk every morning because he's an unusual Frenchie that's actually oddly athletic. And so he has to be worn out every morning or he'll just be a total pest. So I walk him for about an hour every morning up through the neighborhood. Then you go through a couple of palm trees and you're on the beach and, you know, he goes on a little Frenchie swim. How long does it take you to walk up to the beach from here? Maybe 10 minutes Yeah, to, you think to the 10? start of the beach. You know. Maybe 10? Not really. Yeah, maybe less, somewhere yeah, in there. Right. But uh, so you walk up basically a, a little road and then uh, through some palm trees and that opens up to the beach and then you can go on another walk from there so i'm walking it's pretty much as idyllic and as beautiful as you can imagine yeah yeah it's motivational i don't have any problem getting up in the morning right so um so i'm walking max doing our normal routine and i look up and there's ricky martin with one of his kids who's like maybe 11 12 years old and you know it was so early in the morning and i hadn't had my coffee yet my first thought was not oh that's ricky martin take what you told me i thought my, that's a good-looking, handsome guy. And his kid's cute, too. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, and I'm used to everybody wanting to pet Max. So they stopped and said hi and, you know, what a, a nice-looking, you know, bulldog and all that. And we walked on, went our separate ways. I think they were on their way to surf. She didn't know it was Ricky Martin and as so, a punchline. And like five minutes later, I'm going, huh, I wonder if that was Ricky Martin. Because we know that he lives in the neighborhood. Yeah. We just haven't personally run into him yet. And so on my walk home with Max, I'm Googling, and the, the, the picture that came up on whatever it was, Wikipedia or whatever, was exactly him. I mean, there was no doubt. So that was exciting. And I'm glad that I didn't know, because I probably would have made myself into some kind of fool, you know? I doubt like, it. Like, you know, somebody said, well, why didn't you get a selfie with him? I, I don't, I'm not really Yeah, you would have made yourself that. into a fool. I, I probably would like have Like when, when you met James Bond, when you met Daniel Craig. Yeah. So I'd rather not know until later. It's just more comfortable. That's true. But he was friendly and kind and and very enthusiastic for You guys had a nice little conversation though, didn't you? It was awesome. What did you guys talk about? Oh, just Max, you know, that that, uh, I think he was surprised to see a Frenchie looking, you know, like he hadn't passed out in the sun. So it was good. It was good. And um, somebody else. Remember what a big star he was in the 90s? Yeah. Gosh, he was a monster star. Apparently, he's here to take care of his dog. So, I yeah. don't know. But it's, you know, it's nice to have interesting he, people I in think the hood. He, he lives full-time in Miami, though. He lives part-time right. here. Yeah. Yeah. So, but still. So, that was that's cool, kind right? of a nice morning surprise. We, But we've living here, we've run into or uh, heard about, I mean, we, who was just rattle off all the celebrity names. I mean, Julie and I are from, yeah. you guys out in L.A. are going, oh, my yeah, God. I see people every I day. I see people every day. Mm-hmm. And when Julie and I would go to L.A., too, you would. You'd literally that's see true. celebrities all over the place. Um, where's that street we used to go to there? Those little goofy oh, Robertson, Robinson. That's right, Robertson Road. Yeah, maybe all those little goofy yeah. Uh, boutiques. Yeah, I mean, you see people, people out on the street all the time. A lot of the people who live here are more, uh, I don't know, kind of 
business celebrities too, like yeah, you know, definitely economists business. and but writers. But who are the fun ones we saw? Brooke, what's her name? I can't remember. She's from the seventies. Yeah, Brooke Shields, Shields was yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. She was here last holiday. Um, there was a whole bunch of baseball players that were here. We don't follow baseball, so don't ask yeah, me for names. The, uh, who Who's the it? comedian? Adam Sandler was here. Yeah. Um, yeah, we never saw him, but we kept on hearing stories like while he was here of all the people that just saw him. You just missed Adam Sandler. You just missed Adam Sandler. Yeah, that's you funny. know, uh, but a whole bunch of other. Uh, who was uh, basketball? Uh, Michael Jordan was here. Yeah, he was supposedly staying over in Enclave. Um, so yeah. Anyway. And occasionally they show up to the gym and, you know, you're like, look over your shoulder and you're working out with somebody. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. For us, having been yeah. absolutely less than poor people when we got married 30 years ago, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, living here, living like we are is uh, definitely an experience in, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Perhaps maybe we allowed new software to be loaded over yeah, the years. Otherworldly sometimes. Yeah, it is. Speaking of which, getting to what we're talking about uh, next week, and we are going to come up with a better title than this, but this is really what the theme is. So this is what you have to look forward to, and Julie did. In the normal podcast. In the normal podcast. The weekly podcast. Not our Sunday talking about wherever the hell we want to talk about Sunday, yeah. on Sunday podcasts. Mm-hmm. All right, 15 thoughts to embrace while planning your best year ever. This is a Julie content thing, so lots of good details. We're not going to tell you any of these points. You have to uh, tune in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But it is 15 points, and this is great stuff. And what we're going to be doing is leading up to walking through with all of you how to complete the real estate treasure map. And starting tomorrow, I will give you a direct link so you can download the real estate treasure map for free. It is available on Amazon, but don't buy it there. I'll just give it to you. So look for that information tomorrow on the show. And we're going to start out tomorrow by talking about the 15 thoughts to embrace while planning your best year ever. And I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you and I are all of us, I don't. I hate the word struggle, but we have to be omni. It's an omnipresent concern at all times, certainly in my brain, and I think it is in everyone's. But they don't necessarily consciously think about it. Hmm. Uh, complacency, yeah. And complacency is something that sneaks in in so many different variations, in so many different forms that it's really insidious. And the problem is, is if you have complacency that's slipped into your life in, um, in different ways, maybe your relationships, maybe your health, maybe your finances, maybe your spirituality, maybe getting your, your CE done, getting your CE done like <laughs> Julie. Well, that stuff has a tendency to catch up with you. And if you've been, again, procrastinating in many different ways, then unfortunately, the amount of unraveling that you're going to have to deal with while you, you know, essentially um, fix all your complacency issues, it's going to be in some place, in some cases, insurmountable. It just is like almost too much to really move past. So complacency, and this is mostly for the younger, those of you who are younger who are listening, you got to be really, really aware that in life, you can't ever stay the same. Nothing stays the same, no matter how much you want it to stay the same. Everything changes. Like for example, um, people think this is an interesting, um, delusion, I'll say, Hmm. about being rich, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. So people have this fantasy that you get to be a, have a certain level of wealth. And I get this question, frankly. Mm-hmm. I do. You do too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when are you guys going to, you know, when's going to be enough? When are you going to quit? When are you going to have this, the other thing? How many, you know, and the, but that's the, the question, that question is more of them exposing how they actually think about money in general or life or complacency. Sure. So what they're doing, when you hear that question, that's their mindset that they're thinking saying, I'm going to essentially try to get to the point where 
I don't have to work anymore, or I can essentially give myself permission to be complacent, right? And I feel that way too, especially this time of year. So I'm not going to lie. And there's certainly a lot of aspects. Well, okay, you and I basically mm-hmm. went back. We were at the gym the other day, mm-hmm. and for what 60 days, we've just been doing our own routine. Yeah. And we used a. We weren't um, doing nothing, but. No, we were no. walking. We typically walk six miles a day. We typically go to the gym yeah. for three. Okay, so we used an app with a professional trainer. And you and I did a 45-minute workout, and that was two days ago, and I'm still sore. Me too. So, But there's an example. So we thought we were not being complacent with sure. our physical. Uh, there's which, different levels to everything. That's and my you point. you always have to be moving forward. And, you know, you have to work on yourself before you go working on everyone else. That's, you know, part of it. And, and think about, I mean, even to the money thing, right? Money is a tool. Right. right. And when you start being complacent about that, even if you get, I'll, I'll give you an example, even, you know, having rental properties bring in supposedly passive income, right? But if you get complacent and you don't take care of that stuff, the rentals start to come apart on you. You lose tenants, your rent goes down, you have more maintenance and upkeep, you get sick of dealing with it, then you sell it, you have less equity. I mean, you can't just sit around and, you know, be complacent. Even when you get to that point, um, you can be a little bit more complacent, but you can't just, you know, have your head in the sand. It's just like, you know, when you stop working out, even if you don't have a terrible diet, by doing nothing, well, you're not getting nothing. You're actually probably going to gain weight. You're going to get sore when you work out. You know, you're stepping back. And when I was in uh, music school, the saying was, any day you don't practice, you think you lost a day, but you actually fell back two or three days. Yep. And then when you go back, it's that much harder. Just like working out, I think, is like that. When you take a week off and go back to it, it's always harder. Especially the older you get. Especially. But not just for physical stuff, for all aspects. The older you get, the yeah. harder it is to basically regain momentum. Absolutely. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So, it, yeah, it, fighting it's not, complacency. It's not just a mental exercise that mm-hmm. makes it harder to mm-hmm. regain momentum the older you get. Mm-hmm. There's actually some, you know, there's some physical stuff that Absolutely. goes along with it, too. Yeah. You know, I... I think I have the ability to concentrate for longer periods of time now than I did when I was younger. Uh, and I think I can inten- uh, focus with more intensity now, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as, say, for example, 10 years ago. So the older you get, I think the harder it is for you to regain momentum. So a special message to our younger listeners, uh, do mm-hmm. yourself a favor and don't allow yourself to become complacent nope. and know that in no aspect of your life can things stay the same because they won't. Well, and, this is why we have the treasure map, though, so right. to really focus you in on all those different areas of life, financial being the obvious one, and to actually have a plan and to not just go through life going, well, you know, it'd be nice to do more deals, more deals next year that's that's not a number well so but that you're actually you're bringing up a good point though because if people don't know for example you and i let's use the gym thing because that's a good example so we use this guy named magnus i don't remember his last names his his prescribed workout and um you know we heard about him frankly because he's worked out with a lot of uh some of our other you know personal friends and people we know of and stuff like that the guy's pretty famous out on the west coast Anyway, so we thought we were working out, but what we really were doing is becoming complacent in our physical aspects, and it wasn't until basically we decided to step our game back up that we realized that we'd become complacent. Now, with regards to money, here's the interesting thing, is that if you become, if you think you have enough and you stop tending to your garden and pulling the weeds and monitoring it, you'll lose what you already have. Mm-hmm. And that's really the, the big takeaway with regards to complacency. What complacency does when you allow any form of complacency to creep into your life, Anything with regards to relationships, your how you look, the clothes you wear, the haircut you have, 
the everything and anything, when you allow that to creep in, you lose what you had. You, there's no point in your life where you can get to the point and say, I don't have to think about that anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. You will lose actually what you had. I don't know how else to express it other than that. No, that's true. You have to constantly be moving forward. The issue is this. That doesn't happen immediately. No. It takes time. And you don't just wake up going, holy cow, I've fallen back on this and I'm getting complacent on that. It's almost always, sadly, some kind of a catalyst that has to happen to smack you into shape. So Holt, say that thought I know you're about to say. And that's and she's going the exact same direction I wanted to go to. So this time of year, what it, this is about is really giving yourself, obviously, some downtime if you're wanting it. Not all of you are, but some most of you are. And also giving yourself an opportunity to hit the hard reset button. Um, and I will strongly suggest that you hit the hard reset button first on all the things you're doing in your business. Because one thing you can be 100% uh, assured of is whatever worked in your business last year to generate business, whether it worked great or marginally or just terribly, it's not going to work as good this year because everything is changing faster than it ever has before. And again, we're going to be talking about these things on that podcast idea I had. Um, But really, at the end of the day, technologies, expectations from consumers, brokerage models, all these things are going to be changing at such a clip that if you think, okay, it worked last year, it worked the year before, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, what you're going to start seeing is that your business, it's going to be hard. Well, here, ask yourself this question, listeners. Is it harder or easier uh, for you uh, than it was, say, two or three years ago doing the same idea? For example, if you're you know, invested in uh, lots of centers of influence in past client marketing and advertising, and that's been your primary source of business, is it becoming more plentiful or a little bit harder to generate business or a lot harder to generate business from that source of business? Look at, for example, the way technology absolutely will gut you in your business. If you've invested a lot in social networking and you've invested a lot in just different technological platforms, all it takes is those technological platforms to change their algorithm, change their rules, and you're screwed. I mean, it's happened time and time again with agents that invested a lot in Facebook ads or in Google this or videos or this, that, the other thing. And as soon as those platforms decide to change how they go about, you know, putting emphasis or exposing one piece of content versus another, and that had been uh, somewhat of a driver of leads for you, as soon as you start uh, basically becoming over-reliant on third parties to help you lead generate and provide your leads, you're over. It, you're screwed. You become dependent on something that you can't control. That's not a smart way to build a business. That's exactly it. So pay attention over this next week. We're going to help you get there. Don't get complacent about listening to podcasts. Don't get complacent about taking notes and doing something about it. You're going to hear some points that we do next week where you're going to go, yep, I know that. I've been practicing that. I'm on top of that. And then the next point's going to be, oh, I really need to work on that one. Right. This is going to be my thing for first quarter or for next year. And you're going to integrate that into your actual business plan. I don't want anybody listening to go into next year without an actual plan. That's That's you know, kind of a hack. Really. Right. I mean, the, but the way, to, the way to do it mentally, and this mm-hmm. is what you and I have been doing this past week, yeah. and we're going to do it through December too. Mm-hmm. By the way, if those of you who are in Miami, Julie and I are going to be up in Miami for a week um, starting the 4th of December. 4th yes. through what day? Uh, oh, I don't know. 4th through the 8th, I think. 4th through the 8th? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be Five up days. in Miami, and we're staying at the Ritz-Carlton on 22nd. Isn't that it? In South Beach? I think that's right. Yeah. I, that's what <laughs> people told me. It's on yeah. 22nd. Yeah. So we're going to be staying there. So if you're in Miami and you want to you know, grab a cup of coffee, let us know. I know I'm probably just screwed myself because we have hundreds of you in Miami. <laughs> but I know you just gave me a look. But I don't care. <laughs> it's I love okay. our guys. No, it's fun. That's why we're going. You so. can go shopping and I'll hang out it's with all, all of them on the beach. It's good. You'd like that, wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're going to be talking about essentially how you can uh, essentially use this time, this next 30 days before the turn of the calendar to, uh, you know, frankly, get your head right, get your emotions right, uh, create a plan for yourself on other aspects of your life. But really, this is your opportunity to really be introspective, really be inward looking, which is what introspective means, about how you think and then question your paradigms, question your own dogma. Look to see where you're complacent, own it, admit it, and then create a plan to move past it. Um, that way, frankly, you can keep positive momentum. It's a myth that you can't have year after year of ever-increasing uh, quality of life, ever-increasing health, until obviously you can't. Right. <laughs> you know, ever-increasing financial experiences, ever-increasing spirituality, ever-increasing all aspects of the things that are most important to you in your life and the five categories of life, which you're going to be working through on your real estate treasure map, which is, Julie's getting a quiz, five yeah. areas of life. Okay. Financial, physical, uh, I always do the three. Family, F's. educational, Family, spiritual. Family, educational, spiritual. Right. I do the three Fs first. Right. So those are the those are the five those are the five prominent areas of life that people set goals around, and those are all covered with great detail in the real estate treasure map, which we'll be giving you a free download link for tomorrow. So make sure you tune in and listen. Um, and guys, listen. We are uh, as grateful as you are. Uh, you seem to be for us, <laughs> and uh, we appreciate all the nice Thanksgiving wishes and holiday wishes we've been getting from you guys from so many different yeah, sources. Thank you. But it's like 10x our way back to you because you guys have made our dreams possible. We so much love doing this podcast, except for the past week where we need a week off. Mm -hmm. um, this is something we look forward to together. This is a bit of a, dare I say, passion project for Julie yeah, and I. We great. like to try out new content for new books and new things that we can do to keep ourselves from becoming complacent. I mean, you know, again, our vision and our goal for ourselves was never just to get to the point where we didn't have to do anything. Our goal, our vision for ourselves was to always improve. And you guys can do the same thing. And, you know, varying degrees, you know, don't think you have to like, you know, 10x all aspects of your life. That's uh, a recipe for disaster. But do realize that whatever it is that you're, um, you know, wherever you're complacent in your life, it's important that you recognize that and you maybe reconsider the approach to that particular thing and stop taking it for granted or stop thinking good enough is good enough. Because whatever it is, wherever it was, as far as its efficiency, let's say, for example, lead generation again, it's going to go in the opposite direction and it's going to leave you wanting. Uh, and another always reminder for all of you guys is if you want to have Julie and I be your sponsors at eXp Realty, feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206. Just text me directly and let's talk about eXp Realty, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, please do listen to the show uh, starting tomorrow. And the topic is going to be 15 thoughts uh, to embrace while planning your best year ever. And then we're going to roll right into the real estate treasure map for the month of December. You guys have a fantastic day. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>